welcome to Hope City Church, Melbourne, Australia. Stay tuned for another inspiring message. If you've got your Bible, you can turn to Jeremiah chapter 1. Jeremiah chapter 1, I'll do the same. We'll be starting from verse 4. So this is a, a great story in Jeremiah's, uh, in Jeremiah's life. It's, it's, it's his early call to ministry. So if you think of Jeremiah, he's a very young man. Uh, he's usually, most people think he was in his late teens. And God comes to him and God calls him to be, to be this prophet. He's got this huge assignment, this big call upon his life, like everyone in this room as well. Amen? Yeah. And, uh, the, and so the nation of Israel, they're going through a lot of issues, social, economical, political. And, uh, and Jeremiah sees this call from God that God wants him to speak to the nation. But he has a problem. And his problem is, is that he is fearful and he's intimidated. He's fearful, full of fear, and he's intimidated by the call. And so God sees this, and this is why I love this passage, because God sees that Jeremiah is struggling in his heart and his mind with fear and intimidation. And so this whole passage is about how God draws Jeremiah out of it. It's how God brings Jeremiah, it's how he teaches Jeremiah to overcome fear and to overcome intimidation in his life so that he can live in God's fullness for his life, so that he can access the promises of God, so that he can follow, pursue God's assignment for his life, so he won't be robbed in everything that God has for him. And much like us, or much like Jeremiah, we too can struggle with fear and intimidation. I'm sure you've all had times in the past where fear and intimidation has robbed you. I'm sure you can all think of times Maybe it's been, you've wanted to step out in faith, pray for someone or, or give a prophetic word or, or maybe you've wanted to uh, invest money somewhere or, or do this, but fear and intimidation has robbed you. It's stopped you from doing it. I'm sure you can think of times right now in your life, areas of your life, your health, your finances, relationships, where fear and intimidation stops you, advancing God's kingdom in your sphere of influence, but fear and intimidation has held you back. And see, like Jeremiah, God wants you to be free from that today. He does. God wants to teach you to overcome fear and intimidation in your life. Is anyone up for that? Yeah? So what is fear and intimidation? Well, Paul says to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 1 that God hasn't given you a spirit of fear or timidity. So if God hasn't given it, then who's given it? The enemy. So right away we know it's from the enemy. And it's a spirit. It's a spirit of fear or timidity. That means it's a spirit that the enemy sends to every believer, every non-believer, to stop them in life. It's a spirit that he sends to stop us stepping out in faith and pursuing our assignment that God has for us. Fear comes from the Greek word phobos. It's where we get the word phobia from. And fear, uh, and this word it means internal panic. So if you think of when you're fearful, all your thoughts are running a million miles per hour, you're panicking internally, uh, fear will always maximise the problem that you're facing. So whatever problem you're facing right now, the enemy will send a spirit of fear and try to maximise that problem. 
He'll try to make it, make it look so big and overwhelming that the promises of God seem really small in your life. So fear will maximize your problem and make the promises of God seem really small. Intimidation comes from the Greek word diaseto. And intimidation, it means to extort or to manhandle. So when the enemy sends a spirit of intimidation your way, he wants to extort you, he wants to manhandle you. Intimidation will always minimize you. So fear maximizes the problem. Intimidation will always minimize you, make you feel powerless, make you feel like you've got no control. It makes the enemy really big. It makes the enemy seem very powerful in your life and it makes you, makes you feel like you, know, you just can't do anything. You've got no control over your situation. And so this is the spirit of fear and intimidation. There is some good fear and there is some good intimidation. Let's not mix that up. Because within us, we have an innate ability to feel fear and intimidation. We know that because when danger comes around, we have an ability within us called fight or flight, where we either choose to fight or run. So it stops us from getting harmed. For example, I was at uh, my family farm earlier this week, and uh, I was with Pastor Andrew and a few of his boys, and we wanted to get from our house to, uh, to a dam. We want to view some wildlife there. And so we had, to, uh, we had to get through this paddock, right? And this paddock had two big bulls in it. Two big bulls. And these are intimidating things. And I, I wasn't sure. I thought it, it should be fine. Uh, I was the brave one, of course. I thought that, you know, it should be right. And so we're walking through this paddock. And I was probably about 10, 20 meters ahead trying to get to the gate as quick as possible, watching these bulls. So probably about 40, 50 metres away. And I get there and, and, I, and I open the gate and I look behind me and, and Pastor Andrew has turned into Usain Bolt. It's like, he, it's like the bulls haven't moved, but he runs through the gate, leaves his boys behind and gets through. And so I quickly, when the boys get through, I lock the gate. You did, didn't you? I did. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, I said he's a very cautious man, a very cautious man. But that's the thing. That's the good thing about fear and intimidation is it stops us doing silly things like walking in paddocks with bulls and swimming with sharks, bungee jumping, all that silly stuff. We don't want to do that. But uh, we're talking about the spirit of fear and intimidation today, that the enemy will send to stop you in life, to rob you of pursuing God's assignment, to rob you of God's blessings, to stop you stepping out in faith. Uh, It's a spirit that I really have a a holy anger against, and so does God, because God says it's one of his most common commands in the Bible. Do not fear. Do not be afraid, because he knows what fear and intimidation does to us. So we're going to look at this passage from Jeremiah. We're going to get some incredible wisdom and keys on how to overcome and deal with fear and intimidation in our lives. You know, it always comes against you. Some people think, oh, once you get over, you can't, I'll just get over fear and intimidation and it'll never come again. No, the Spirit will always come. But it's how we deal with it which determines whether we overcome it or not. It's a weapon of the enemy that he sends, but we can deal with it much better to overcome it in our lives. Is that okay? Good. So you've got Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 4. That's great. The word of the Lord came to me. So this is Jeremiah speaking. The word of the Lord came to me saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, Jeremiah, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. So if you think Jeremiah, God knows that he's fearful, 
intimidated, got this huge call. And the first thing he does is he tells Jeremiah what he's done for him. He tells Jeremiah who he is. This is who you are, Jeremiah. I've formed you in the womb. I knew you before you were born. I've set you apart. I've appointed you. Did you know the name Jeremiah, it actually means exalted of the Lord, exalted by God. He comes from the priestly city of Anathos. So that tells me that he probably has priestly lineage. Uh, this, this city is in the region of Benjamin, uh, in the Hebrew Benjamin. So uh, Benjamin is uh, son of my right hand. So the right hand, God's right hand in the Bible is always a picture of his power, his strength. So this is who Jeremiah is. I wonder if he even knows that his name means he's exalted of the Lord. This is who Jeremiah is. He's exalted of the Lord, set apart by God. He's under God's power. He is, he's a, a son of God. He comes with a, a priestly lineage. He's an amazing man. He's got this incredible call, destiny upon his life, but he has absolutely no idea about it. Absolutely no clue. And I wonder how many believers and non-believers are walking around like that. They go around and they're stuck in fear and intimidation and they've got no idea that God has this incredible destiny upon their life, that he's placed something so special within them and he's got no clue. And that's what fear and intimidation does. And this is why this first key is so important. The first point for you to overcome fear and intimidation in your life is knowing that you're appointed and approved by God. Knowing that you are appointed and approved by Father God. Appointed means that God has chosen you. Yes, you. God's chosen you. Like Jeremiah, he's chosen you. Approved means, and you may not believe this, but God has a good opinion of you. God has a good opinion of you. I mean, that can be surprising to me because I look at some people and I think, God, how can you have a good opinion of them? But uh, he has a good opinion of you. You know, we can often have a bad opinion of ourselves, but God has an amazing opinion of you. And really, Jeremiah, what I see in this is he's really a picture of the new covenant believer. He's set apart by God. God knew him before he was formed, has this incredible assignment, incredible destiny, chosen by God, and God has a good opinion of him. And this is who Jeremiah is. And this is why it's so important that we understand this to overcome fear and intimidation in our lives because 1 John chapter 4.18 tells us that there is no fear in love. There is no fear in love, but perfect love, who has perfect love? Only God. So God's perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. So the enemy will send, send fear and intimidation to your life to torment you. But see, when you get a revelation of the Father's perfect love in your life, when you understand that you are appointed and approved by God, it casts out your fear. Amen? So you know, Paul says in Romans chapter 8, verse 15, you haven't received the spirit of bondage again to fear. And in a lot of translations, the spirit of bondage is the spirit, uh, the orphan spirit. So you haven't received an orphan spirit again to fear. A lot of not all non-believers have an orphan spirit because they've rejected God. They don't have the Holy Spirit. But see, when a lot of believers get saved, they still have the mindset of an orphan spirit. They still operate as an orphan. He says, you haven't received, Paul says, you haven't received an orphan spirit again to fear, but you've received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. So it's the Holy Spirit who gives us the revelation that we are children of God. 
And this is why this first point is so important because many believers are still stuck with this orphan mindset, this orphan understanding where they're not secure, where they're, where they're insecure people. They, they fear God the wrong way. They don't see God as their father. They don't see God as loving them and having a good opinion of them. And so they're stuck in insecurity. And whenever they go out to step out in faith, they, they can never truly overcome fear and intimidation because at the end of the day, the orphan spirit says, God, I don't really trust you. God, I, I can't trust you. I'm insecure. I, I don't understand. Are you really my father? It, all this stuff that's going on in my life, God, can I really step out in faith and trust you? That's the orphan spirit. And it's so important that believers get a revelation that you're appointed and approved by God. The orphan spirit originates from the devil. He's the original orphan. He rejected God first. He's, uh, he's the master orphan. And uh, that tells me that uh, he's the most fearful and intimidated being in the world. Because he knows he's done. He knows that he's hanging on by a thread. And at the end of the day, he's cactus. It'll all end for him. And so what he does is he wants to project that mentality onto everyone else. That's why the world is so afraid. That's why when we get all these huge economical and political things going on, the world gets so scared because it has the mind of an orphan. But see, as believers, you don't have to be scared. You're a child of God. You should be secure in your Father. So this is what God is saying to Jeremiah. That Jeremiah, if you want to overcome fear and intimidation in your life, you have, to, you have to deal with this orphan mindset. You're not an orphan. You're not an orphan. Know that you're appointed and approved by me. See, fear will always make its home, fear and intimidation in the orphan spirit. And that's why it's so important that you get the revelation of sonship today, that you're loved by the Father. This is the first point. You're loved by Him. He cares for you. He has a good opinion of you. He set you apart for great works you have this incredible call and assignment upon your life. Amen? Amen? So let's move on. We're in verse 6 now. Alas, sovereign Lord. So this is, I find this funny because Jeremiah has just heard this. He, he's, he's heard what's happened, that God's done all these amazing things for him. And then he says, God, I don't know how to speak. I'm too young. Interesting, isn't it? What fear and intimidation does to us. I don't know how to speak, God. I'm too young. But the Lord said to me, this is Jeremiah speaking, Do not say I'm too young. You must go to everyone I send you to and say whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I'm with you and I will rescue you, declares the Lord. Interesting, isn't it? Jeremiah, he, gets just, he just gets told that God set him apart. He's got this huge call, this incredible assignment upon his life. And immediately... He says, God, I can't do it. I'm too young. He's, and see, this is what fear and intimidation does to us. It gets us self-conscious. It gets you so self-aware that you, you start thinking and operating outside of God. It makes you start thinking, God, I've got all these weaknesses in my life. God, I, I see that you've got this incredible call for me, but I can't do it. I don't have the education, I don't have the background, I look at what, what's happened to my family, look at all the generations of my family, I can't step out in faith here God, you've never moved through me before, you know, I, I've tried it before, it hasn't worked, I can't do it God. See, Jeremiah is voicing his fear and intimidation, but God says, 
Don't say that, Jeremiah. Don't worry. Why, why, are you, why are you worried? See, this is what fear and intimidation does. It makes you worry and it makes you anxious about who you are, about what you can do. He says, don't worry. He says, you can do it. You can go. You can go. Why? Because I'm with you. I will rescue you. Everyone say, I can go. Because God is with me. Amen. This reveals to us the second point. Often we think, if I step out in faith, if I go to pray for someone, if I invest money here, if I want to start this business, if, you know, if, if I want to operate in the gifts of the Spirit, or I feel like I'm called here, and then fear and intimidation comes, the, this point is so important because it's about being God-conscious. This is the second key. Being God-conscious, being aware of God's presence in your life. Jeremiah is not aware of God's presence, and so he's focusing all on his inabilities, his weaknesses, everything that's happened to him in the past, everything he hasn't done, all his failures. He's self-conscious, self-conscious. And fear and intimidation will always take its root in someone who is self-conscious because you're not focused on God. And so this is about being God-conscious. Your conscience is your innate awareness, your innate awareness. So you need to be conscious of God in your life. Often we think, well, you know, God, you've called me to step out in faith here. You've called me to, uh, maybe, you're, maybe you're walking every single day, you're walking around and, and you see a friend and you see that they're down and you want to give a word of encouragement. Maybe you want to give a prophetic word to them. And, and all of a sudden you start speaking to them and God says, hey, hey give them this word. But then you, all, you, you become all conscious of yourself. No, God says, I'm with you. I'll be with you. You don't have to do it all on your own. See, often we think if, I, if God's with me now when I'm comfortable, but when I step out of the boat, when I step out into uncomfortability, we, we all turn to the mindset that God's not going to be with us. So like we think if I step out in faith, God, will you really rescue me? Will you really be there for me, God? And this is why being aware of God in your life, being conscious of his presence is so important. Every single day I walk around and I make it a conscious effort to, to be aware of the Holy Spirit. What are you doing now, God? Where are you moving? What, what do you want me to say to this person? You know, we carry a kingdom. So that means you've got something to give people. You have something to give people. Come on now. And so, and so you walk around. What does it look like? Every single day you're walking around and instead of being aware of yourself, your own needs, how this will make you feel. And so when fear and intimidation comes, instead of focusing on yourself, you start becoming aware of God. You say, well, hang on, no, no, I'm going to be aware of God in my life. God's with me. He says he's for me. That's his promise. You're, you're here to, he's here to help you. Is he not? He is, it's his power moving through you. You're just a vessel for him to move through. Amen? And so we see this in Joshua. Joshua, similar to Jeremiah, has this huge call, assignment upon his life. And he's... He's a little bit scared, intimidated, which is fair enough because he has to lead a whole nation now. He has to lead a whole nation into the promised land. And God says, be courageous, Joshua. Be very courageous. Be bold. This is in Joshua chapter 1, verse 9. Be very courageous. Be bold. Do not fear. Don't worry. Don't be afraid because I'm with you. I will rescue you. See, we don't have to fear or be afraid. Because God is with you. He doesn't say, don't fear, and then leave Joshua alone. And that tells me that 
How do we get courage and boldness to overcome fear and intimidation in your life? You need to be aware of God's presence. Aware of His presence. Courage means to radiate confidence. To radiate confidence. So when I'm aware of God's presence in my life, I begin to radiate confidence in Him. It's called faith. Being aware of His presence will radiate confidence in Him. Boldness. Boldness means to take a necessary risk. Boldness means to take a risk. So it's not based on your emotions. It's based on your mental state. You you become aware of God and you're able to take necessary risks in your life. You're able to overcome. You're, You're able to... It's like when you, when you go into places and the spirit of fear and intimidation comes against you, you want to pray for someone, instead of getting all insecure, instead of getting worried about, oh, God, what's going to happen to me? All of a sudden, you become aware of God and this spirit of courage and boldness raises up in you. You, become, you, become to, you start to radiate confidence in Him and it allows you to take a necessary risk. This is about getting your eyes off yourself and onto God today. And there's a little tip in here on how to do that, which I love. Because Jeremiah says, I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to speak. I'm too young. I can't do it. He's giving voice. He's giving a platform to fear and intimidation in his life. And that's what happens when you meditate upon the lies of fear and intimidation. It begins to have a platform in your life. You're letting it speak. You're letting the enemy have a platform. What does God immediately say? He says, don't say that. Don't say it. Don't say that. Don't give fear and intimidation a voice in your life. Don't give the lies of the enemy a voice in your life. Don't give a platform for it. Oh God, I, I'm too, how can I ever do this? Will you really move through me? You're giving a voice to it. You're giving it a platform. You've got to allow God to be, you've got to allow God's presence to be your platform in life. So as soon as fear and intimidation comes against you, you've actually got to begin to become aware of God and give Him a platform. Give His Spirit a platform to move in your life. So Jeremiah, he's found out who he is. And he says, well, really, God? And so the first key was knowing that we're appointed and approved by God. But now, it's, now God's saying, okay, this is who you are, Jeremiah, but now you've got to be aware that I'm with you, that my spirit lives in you, that Christ in you, Jeremiah, is the hope of glory in those around you, in every circumstance. You're not alone. You're clothed in Christ. Amen. You're clothed in his power. And he says that to us today, like Jeremiah. Don't fear. Don't be intimidated because I'm with you. So we got the next point. Look at verse 9. So Jeremiah, I'm going to be with you. Then the Lord reached out his hand and touched my mouth and said to me, I have put my words in your mouth. See, interesting that Jeremiah can now see. He's put his words in his mouth. See, today I appoint you over nations and kingdoms to uproot and tear down to destroy, overthrow, to build, and to plant. Wow. So there's this transaction that happens. God, he he says, you've got to be aware of me, Jeremiah. And then there's this transaction that happens because Jeremiah can now see. He can now see his assignment, can't he? 
He can now see that he has the ability through God to, to have influence over nations. And so that tells me that there has to be a transaction in our lives from God. And for Jeremiah, it was God who reached out his hands, reached out his hand and put his word in Jeremiah's mouth. God put his words into Jeremiah. And that's the third point for us. If you want to deal with fear and intimidation in your life, there has to be a transaction in your life between yourself and God's word. That you have to get God's word into you. Do you not? Because fear and intimidation, it's all lies from the enemy. Every single bit of fear and intimidation, when the enemy is speaking to you, sends that spirit to you, it's all a lie. It is. It's all rooted in lies. You can't do it. You're not strong enough. Will God come through for you? Um, what if you step out and invest money here and you lose it all? Um, you know, will the Holy Spirit really move through you? Can you really do that? Is that really your assignment? We've all heard it. It's like a rabbit trail. See, that's what fear and intimidation does. It sends you on a rabbit trail. It does. It, it, you start thinking things and then you think, oh God, what about this? What if this will happen? What will my friends think? What will my family think? It takes you on a rabbit trail. It's all lies from the enemy. So the way you, you, you uproot a lie is through God's word. John chapter 8, 31 says, If you abide, this is Jesus speaking, If you abide in my words, so abiding in his words, you shall know the truth, and it's the truth, the truth, not a lie, the truth that will set you free. So you have to, it's about abiding in the words of God. Abiding in his words shall supplant every lie of the enemy in your mind. And then you begin to live from the truth and you begin to overcome fear and intimidation in your life. Abiding. What does abiding in his word look like? It looks like getting, it looks like, it's not about reading slabs. See, I used to read slabs and passages of scripture and then an hour later, I completely forgot what I'd written. I mean, what I read, I completely, it, it had no effect on me because I wasn't meditating upon it. You're best off getting one little verse. Whatever, whatever situation in life where you're fearful or intimidated, your health, your finances, your, your assignment, you get one verse, one promise from God, from his word, and you begin to meditate upon that. You uproot the lie of the enemy in that situation. If, if, you, if you're fearful about your health today, then you get God's word on that. Get God's word because I can guarantee you, I can guarantee you the enemy will come to you and he'll get you to be fearful and intimidated. He wants to stop you operating in faith so you can't access God's promise for that area of your life. I mean, we've all had it. We've all had it. It comes along. Starts getting you focusing on the wrong things, gets you out of faith. It's a weapon of the enemy. But God's word is the cure for that. That's why in Ephesians chapter 6, what's the, the, one of the main weapons of our warfare? It's the sword of the spirit. God's word. The sword of the spirit. It's useless. A sword is useless if you don't use it. If you don't use it. And a lot of believers... You know, I, I love the Word of God. You know, I hold this in the highest integrity, but this is absolutely useless to you if it doesn't get into you. This is absolutely useless if it stays written down on paper. And many people, they've got their Bible and it just sits there. 
They don't get the log. This is the logos word, the written word of God. They don't bother getting it into them. So you've got the logos word and the rhema word, his spoken word, spending time with God, letting him speak over you, letting him show you his good opinion of you. But many believers don't bother to get the word into them. See, God says that his word is settled in heaven. And we're called to bring heaven to earth, are we not? You're called to bring heaven to earth through your assignment, through your giftings, through your abilities. So that means that God's word has to settle in your heart. It has to get settled within you. It's great it's settled in heaven, but it's got to get into your heart. And I think, I look at Jesus, and I think maybe that's why I never see Jesus in the Gospels. Whenever I read about Jesus, you never see him struggling with fear and intimidation. If he, maybe you have, but he always overcomes it. He, he, he never had an issue with fear and intimidation in his life. Think of the call of Jesus. I mean, if you had to go to the cross and go through what he did, I can guarantee you some people would think about, right that, think about that right now and maybe have a heart attack. Like, it's, it's full on. Go on. Imagine the fear and intimidation that was coming against him. Huge. Huge. The enemy would try to send it and send it. I think the reason Jesus was always able to overcome fear and intimidation from the enemy was the fact that he was the Word who became flesh. He was the Word who became flesh. Jesus, he was the living Word. The living Word. He was so full of the Word of God that whenever any lie of the enemy came to him, whenever fear and intimidation came up against him to stop him in his assignment, it had no root in him. It, 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 couldn't, it couldn't get in him. It just bounced off him because he was so full of the word. Jesus said, the prince of this world, the enemy, has nothing on me. Has nothing on me. That means there was no lie in his mind that the enemy could grab a hold of. There was, he was full of the truth. And that's what we forget is a lot of our spiritual warfare, a lot of the spiritual warfare you will ever face in your life is in your mind. It's about the battle of the mind. And Jesus, he had no lie. The enemy couldn't get into his head. And so he was able to overcome fear and intimidation every single time. He was never, he was never deceived by a lie of the enemy. And many people, when the enemy brings fear and intimidation along, they... They just get deceived. It's deception. And they, and they follow down the rabbit trail. I remember I used, to, I used to work on metro trains. I had a job there and I would do surveying on the trains. And that was when I really started to get a heart for, for people. That I, I begin to understand that you, know, you, you carry something that can transform people's lives. Do you not? You've you, you got something to give people. And so... I'd walk around during my break, of course, and, and I'd walk around and I would see people that I'm like, you know, I just really felt to either go give them an encouraging word or, or just go help them out. Maybe it would just lead to something further. And I remember when I first did it, every, every time, I remember weeks, I, I'd go and try to do it. And every time fear and intimidation would come, I'd get self-conscious, self-focused. Oh, I can't do this. We've all faced it. Can't do it, God. Well, it's, are you really going to do anything? Are you really there for me? Can you really do it? All these lies from the enemy. They're like fireballs going through your mind, making your mind race a million miles an hour. And so what, what really helped me in that time 
was getting God's word. I would get a scripture for, for everything that I wanted for God moved to through my life, for, for God to move through my life. So I'd be aware of, I began to become aware of God. This is what helped me. I, in the situations, you know, I'd, go to, I'd go to maybe just talk to someone about God. And instead of being self-conscious, self-focused, I began to say, well, hang on, God, you want to move through me here, so you're not going to leave me out on the edge. You're going to be with me. You're going to be there for me. And then I'd run a scripture through my mind. This is very practical for you today. I'd run a scripture through my mind. It would make me stop meditating on my problem. It would make me stop meditating upon myself, my own issues, thinking about everything that could go wrong, and started to get my eyes off myself and onto God. Starting to see what actually, what does he want to do through me? And there's some people here today, and you struggle with fear and intimidation. You, you see the call of God. You see that we're called to live like Christ, everything he can do through you. Yet every time you go to step out, fear and intimidation stops you. It holds you back. We're very quiet. Hopefully that's not everyone. It holds you back. And you think, and, and you become complacent. Because then you think, every time I try to do it, I can't. I don't want to have to deal with fear and intimidation anymore. So you become complacent. You don't even try anymore. But hello, God has equipped you. Amen. He's equipped you to overcome. This is why these keys are so important in your life. Be aware of him. Get his word for your situation in your life. I mean, so many believers, we think, well, I get there. I can't do it, God. And then, and then you begin to condemn yourself. And then you say, all right, well, I'll just leave it. No, no, you've got to get back up. You've got to get back up. Believers don't look behind. Don't look behind. Look ahead. Go again. Step out in faith. Get God's word into you. And so Jeremiah, he, he sees this. He, he, he's now able to see his assignment. See, if you can't see God's assignment upon your life today, that tells me that you need to get more of God's word into you. If you can't see your assignment, your calling, your giftings, well then, Get what God says over you, into you. And so Jeremiah, he, he can now see his assignment. He's now he's helping him to overcome fear and intimidation because he's got God's words into him. His written word and his spoken word. And that's what we need to do today. And then let's look. We're in verse 11 now. The word of the Lord comes to him again. The word of the Lord came to me. What do you see, Jeremiah? So remember the word of the Lord came to him at the start and he couldn't see anything. All he saw was himself, his own fears, his own, his own issues. So the word of the Lord comes to him again. What do you see? I see the branch of an almond tree. Good on you. He sees. Come on now. Someone just needs to see today. The Lord said to me, you've seen correctly. He's seen correctly. For I'm watching to see that my word is fulfilled, says God. He's doing that in your life today, in this city, in this nation. He watches to see that his words are fulfilled. Every word he releases over you, over this city, over this world, he's watching to see, just like over Jeremiah and Israel and Judah, he's watching to see that it's fulfilled. And so this is a result of Jeremiah overcoming fear and intimidation in his life, overcoming that spirit 
that the enemy sends to him. This is the result of what happens. When you overcome fear and intimidation, there's an upgrade. Is there not? There's an upgrade in your anointing. There's an upgrade in your ability to see God move in your life. That means there's an upgrade for breakthrough in your life. See, the enemy wants to rob you of breakthrough. He, he, wants to, he sends a spirit of fear and intimidation to rob you of breakthrough for the overflow of those around you, of, of your breakthrough going to them. And then it robs you of giving glory to God. But this is saying, this tells me, when I take that little step, that little leap, and I, and I, just, and I, and I focus on God, I become aware of Him, I understand I'm appointed by Him, that He's my Father, I get His Word into me. When you just take that little step and you get the courage, you become confident in God, you take the risk, then it's not just, see, we think, oh, it'll just be something little. It's not a big thing. But no, 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 this tells me when you do that, there's an upgrade. When you do it, there's an increase in the level of your anointing. It's an increase in your capacity for those around you, for your sphere of influence, in your assignment. It looks like promotion. Amen? Amen. And so Jeremiah, he's got an upgrade. He's a prophet. God says at the start, you're a prophet, but he couldn't see anything. And God says over you, see, he wasn't operating his gifting. God says over a lot of people today, this is who you are, but fear and intimidation is stopping you from operating in your gifting. And so Jeremiah overcomes it, and then he's able to live, think, move with the Holy Spirit, and he's able to see as a prophet is meant to. Prophets are meant to see, are they not? And so he's now able to see. Good work, Jeremiah. He's overcome fear and intimidation in his life. And God wants to do that for you today. He, he wants to, just like with Jeremiah, he he's, wants to lovingly disciple you out of fear and intimidation. When that spirit comes, when it comes to you, tries to get you focused on your inabilities, on your weaknesses, you need to understand today that you are appointed and approved by God. He's chosen you. He's chosen you for an incredible assignment. He's got great faith in you. See, uh, a lot of people say, well, all the new covenant is about our faith in God. But I think a lot of it is about God's faith in us. It is. Because he's placed his spirit in you. That takes faith to put his part of himself into you. And that's what he's done. And so he's chosen you. He, he approves of you. He has an amazing opinion of everyone in this room. Everyone listening on live stream, on podcast. He has an incredible opinion of you. He sees a massive assignment upon your life. And he wants to reveal that to you today. So we understand that. And then you become aware of his presence in your life. Don't get self-focused. A lot of Christians are too self-aware. Just a thought. Don't get too self-focused. Don't get too aware of your weaknesses, your inabilities, your, your failures. When fear and intimidation comes, become to become aware of God's presence in your life. Start to be God-conscious instead of self-conscious. When you're walking down the street, God, what do you want to do? Because you're going to be there for me. I'm not on my own. You're going to rescue me. So we become aware of God. And then we get God's word into us. There has to be a transaction 
between God's word and you. It has to get into you. So any area of your life, health, finances, your assignment, gifts of the spirit, any area where you feel fearful and intimidated, like the enemy is stopping you from operating in that area of your life or is bringing uh, thoughts of what, everything that could go wrong, you've got to get God's word to combat that. Come on now. It has to get into your head. You've got to get it in you. I couldn't say it enough. Too many of our Bibles are closed. And our ears are closed sometimes too when God's speaking. But you've got to get that into you today. Do not let fear and intimidation hold you back from the promises of God for your life, from from the fullness that God has for you, from his assignment. He's got an incredible assignment, anointing. He's got an incredible call upon your life. But too many people can come complacent. We get complacent. We say, well, God, I kind of see it, but I don't know, because we get stuck in fear and intimidation. The enemy sends his spirit, and you can't move forward. You can't progress. You're stuck, and you feel like, God, I just don't know how to do it. I don't know how to overcome it. But he says today, you need to get these keys into you. You need, to, you need to get this into you today. This is why I, I, I sit down with Pastor Andrew and I become very vulnerable and that's fearful and intimidating in itself. <laughs> but he, he just, I've got all this revelation, but I need someone to help me structure it. And that's why we make it, put it in points for you. I'm not just out here just blurting all this stuff out. The reason we make it structured is so you can take it out in your week. So this week... When you go out and fear and intimidation comes, you can say, no, hang on. Hang on, I'm a child of God. He's got a good opinion of me. He approves of me. When fear and intimidation comes, you go, oh, hang on, what was that point? Oh, yeah, I've got to be aware of God. So I'm going to be aware of your presence in my life right now. Oh, yeah, I've got to get God's word into me. This is very practical for you today. So we thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord, that you have fully equipped us to overcome every fear every bit of intimidation in our lives, every time the problem is maximized in our life, you say, I've equipped you to overcome it. Every time that spirit of intimidation comes and tries to minimize us, tries to make us feel small, tries to make you feel powerless, God, you say that we're clothed in Christ. We're overcomers. You've got the spirit of an overcomer in you. Greater is the one that is in you. So we thank you, Father. Thank you that we have your spirit with us to deal with every lie of the enemy. Thank you that you've equipped us. You've you've given your word to us, God, and it is there for us so that we can learn to live as overcomers in our life. It's there for us, God, so we can be like Jesus, So we can begin to get so full of who you are, of who you say we are, of what you say for this world. And instead of being fearful and intimidated about everything that's going on, God, you bring us peace, you bring joy, you bring a confidence in you that we have never had before. And so, Father, over every person in this room today, I declare that you are an overcomer.
that you are victorious in Jesus, that you are clothed in Christ, that fear and intimidation cannot hold you back in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, that you exampled it for us, that you're speaking to people right now through your spirit. He's whispering to you today that area of your life where you're feeling fearful, where the enemy is saying, don't do it, you can't do it, you can't go for that, you you can't give, you can't tithe because what's going to happen to your finances? You can't believe God for healing because will it really happen? The enemy is speaking to people today. He's trying to get you to believe his, his lies. He's trying to deceive you. But the Holy Spirit is there to minister to you. He's there to release his power in your life. He says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I will. God will never leave you nor forsake you. The creator of the heavens and the earth, he lives within you. He has placed his spirit within you. And it is his great desire. It is in his heart that you would partner with him. That you'd begin to take that little step. That you just take that step out of the boat because he's there for you. In the uncomfortability of your life, God is there. So we thank you, Father. Thank you that by your Spirit, you've set us free. We thank you, Father, that you say that whoever is set free by Jesus, we are free. That means we get to live in freedom. So every bit of fear and intimidation that tries to put us in torment, You say we are free over that. And so we ask today for a greater revelation of your love and your grace upon our lives, which sets us free. I just want us to do one thing before we finish today. Hebrews 13 verse 5 says, He himself has said, The Lord will never ever leave us. Or forsake us. So we may say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? So I want you to say with me these words in a minute. The Lord is my helper. We'll say it together. And that word helper means when we cry, he comes running to help us. The Lord is my helper. We're going to say that. Then we'll say, I will not fear. Then we'll say, what can man do to me? And as we say that together... Let's make that a declaration for this week as Dean has so wonderfully preached today. Let's take authority over our fears today. As Dean has been preaching, things have come to the surface, things that you've been battling with to get breakthrough. As we declare that today, I believe God's going to begin to shift things and give us fresh confidence and boldness. So we're going to say with boldness today, are you ready? Thank you, Jesus. Just prepare your hearts. Let's say together, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me?
So go today in the spirit of confidence and boldness because He is with you. The moment you ask for help, He says, I am a very present help in times of trouble. He will strengthen you. Yes, He will be at your right hand. He is with you. And this spirit of fear and intimidation that we've spoken about today, it will be confronted and brought down low. Even like the Goliath that has raised its head, God has given you stones today to cast against the giants in your life. And every giant shall be brought low. For today he's given you keys and strategies and confidence to know that he is with you. And the fear that has gripped your heart and kept you awake at night, worrying and anxious, shall be brought low. For his confidence is your strength. You are well able today, church. And I see to my heart there are people that God has been speaking to about stepping out. Taking, and it's not a silly risk, but it is a risk that God has given you ideas and strategies for breakthrough and increase, and you've been afraid. And God's given you just fresh confidence to know that as you step out, He will be with you all the way. So we thank you for that, Lord. Thank you for great confidence. Let the word that's being preached today settle in our hearts all week. May we meditate on the word as, as we go back over our notes and listen to the podcast again this week. Let those words go deep into us and bring transformation from glory to glory and from faith to faith and grace to grace. Let there be a work of your spirit this week. And I pray for each member as they go out into their workplaces and, the, and their communities. Let them speak the word of the Lord with great boldness. Give them opportunities to share about Jesus. Cause them, Lord, to step out, Lord, and, and seize every opportunity. May we be winners of souls this week. Opportunities to pray for people, to be kind to people. Lord, as we go out into the marketplace, cause us to go with great boldness and courage. And all God's people said, Amen.